Showtime. Gentlemen, please welcome the founder and host of BuddyCast, Nick Sorensen. It's Monday, and you know what that means. It's time for a motivating episode of everybody's favorite show, BuddyCast. I'm your host, Nick Sorensen, and joining me today is one of my favorite buddies, one of my good buddies, my one of my favorite Harlem Globetrotters. Mr. Herbert, flight time Lang. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, Nick, man. Thank you so much for having me on the show again. I'm so excited to have some information and share some information with you. Yes. Hey, once a buddy, just like you said with the Globetrotters, once a buddy, always a buddy. That's right. Keep the ball spinning. Exactly. So, buddy, you have a very positive message, which is kindness is free. How did you develop that message? Well, Nick, I think it's something that was instilled in me. I know that it's something that was instilled in me at a very young age. Uh, my grandparents, uh, as well as myself, uh, coming from humble beginnings, they always stressed the importance of just being kind and treating people, you know, the way that you want to be treated, if not better, just for the simple sake of, of doing it. Uh, and, you know, through all the success I've been able to have over my life, I know that kindness has really played a major role in it. Every major accomplishment, every opportunity that I've you know, been able to receive has pretty much been because people have spoken up for me. And I think that's just something, you know, with the way that, you know, I've been, I was raised again. And also the, the people you, you know, you decide you want to surround yourself with. And through my 18 years of globe trotting, I was just thinking about the other day, if you look through some of the programs, my motto was patience and kindness. You know, that was something again, that uh, my grandparents taught to me, which I was fortunate to have them around as a young kid. And then, you know, once my globe trotter career ended, it just really turned into, the realization from all my travels around the world that kindness kindness really is uh free nick nice so this message was really developed after the globe after your time with the harlem globe trotters well let's say the, the, the quote uh kindness yeah. is free, but it's always yeah. been a part of my background every year in my globe trotter programs you'll see my patience and kindness so it's just something that uh mm -hmm. you know it came to me it actually was born to me through the pandemic you know as i begin to see some, you know, some of the things that were going around the world. And I began to see actually some of the celebrities and people begin to give and connect with people, uh, you know, who weren't exactly like them, didn't look like them, but just for the sake of wanting to make the world a better place. So that's what I realized, man, kindness really is free. And, you know, if you pay attention, you know, people who do it, that have a lot are held to a high, high standard as far as giving. And a lot of them do the right thing in giving back and trying to make the world a better place for others. Mm -hmm. I was about to ask how how important do you think your message is to the world today with just everything that's been going on? I mean, it's it's absolutely important. Uh, I just had an opportunity um, back on April 30th to deliver a TED talk uh, in Wilmington, mm. Delaware. And with that TED talk, I was able to express my message. Kindness is free. I mean, it's on the YouTube page right now and it's an 18 minute talk. So anybody that has 18 minutes of time, please uh, go to YouTube and just type in Herbert Lang. TED Talk, Kindness is Free, and you'll get 18 minutes of passion and what Kindness is Free is really all about. Mm -hmm. And 
we're going back to the globe charters real quick. Um, I know you incorporated, you know, your previous message and then this message was born from it. But how did you incorporate kindness from your time as a globetrotter? Like, how did you really strive to be that kind globetrotter? Well, it was it was the best job in the world. I mean, I couldn't have dreamed of a better opportunity to, to play with the team like the Harlem Globetrotters, world-renowned. Uh, and during my time, I had an opportunity to travel to almost 90 countries around the world, Nick. So during that time, the places that I, you know, went, some of the places that I put myself in, the positions, even uncomfortable ones, I just realized at the end of the day that I was blessed. You know, there was people that actually looked out for me and were kind to me and it didn't matter what I looked like. And I treated people the same way along the way. So along that journey around the world, I mean, I think I know just as well as anyone uh, that kindness is free. I mean, even thinking back to my times on the uh, the amazing race, having an opportunity to travel around the world with my partner, Big Easy, people just were genuinely wanting to help us. Places like India, Sri Lanka, people that didn't even have shoes on their feet were willing to run down the road with us and point us in the right direction. So, I mean, wow. just moments like that, moments like that made me realize again, that kindness is free, Nick. Mm-hmm. Hey, speaking of our buddy, uh, big easy, have you, have you talked to him recently or anything? Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Big easy. He retired from the globe charters back in uh, December of 2021. I'm not sure if you knew that mm-hmm. uh, he just had a beautiful, beautiful newborn baby. Yeah, uh, he's doing a real, real great job up in Colorado selling real estate. So if anybody needs to get a house up in the Denver area, make sure you look up Big Easy, Big Easy Flight Time Lofton, my partner on the amazing race and the person who was most responsible for making us lose three times. <laughs> you got to hear that story. <laughs> I'm just joking, Nick. No, we both yeah. had equal amount of responsibility. But uh, yeah, he's do- he's doing doing uh, really well. I'm excited for him and his journey uh, after the Globe Charters. You know, for me, it's been just over five years, you know, for me now, and it's kind of new to him right now. So I'm sure there's some adjustment that going mm-hmm. on with that as well. Yeah. And uh, tell us, could you tell us a little bit about the amazing race? Oh, what, what would you like to know? Just tell us about your time on the show. Tell us about everything that happened. Well, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a lot of fun. You know, my partner, Big Eats and I, the first time we uh, were selected to be on the show, I think it was 2009. It was a season 15 and we finished in fourth place, which was a really great showing for us. We felt like uh, I just remember uh, when we got selected and realizing that we really would have an opportunity to do the show. One of our goals was to, hey, just make sure we're not the first team to get eliminated, you know, and mm-hmm. then developing onto that. We're like, all right, so if we can make it at least halfway through the show, then we can really be satisfied. Never really focusing on the money, but realizing the opportunity that we had to shine a light on ourselves as well as our organization and our families. But uh, I mean, it was just really a unique opportunity to travel around the world with a person that you genuinely cared about and, and you know, felt comfortable handling uh, mm-hmm. adverse situations with. And then at the same time, just getting to see the world, see the world in a way that not many people get to see it. Uh, and not only once, but twice, three times. And uh, the, the second season, we came in second place. We were this close to winning the million dollars. We were down in Key West, Florida. Uh, one of the final challenges was assembling a, uh, a, a a small RV, and it was a windy day. It wasn't your typical beautiful Florida sunshiny day. It was a kind of a cold, uh, almost wintry day, if I could could say that. But uh, we ended up coming in second place. Keisha and Jennifer, two sisters who played two sports at uh, Louisville, I think basketball and, and volleyball. They were the ones that won first place, and I still have friendships with these people. So. 
uh, it's almost like globetrotters once a racer always a racer and oftentimes in some of my uh posts that i post on my social media i'll put still racing still racing because i feel like i'm still racing and now i'm just racing now to show the world and give back to the world that love that it gave me nice if you had won what would you have done with the million dollars probably uh i don't know i mean what would i have done with it i don't really think in terms of that uh i'm sure i would probably donate a little bit of it but i mm -hmm. definitely would have done some things with myself as far as investing and trying to prepare for my future yeah. uh, so you know but uh, i just kind of feel like that wasn't the million dollars that was meant for me there's very better things out there for me and i think that the way that i'm carrying myself and the journey that i'm on uh is taking me way beyond that million dollars right there because the opportunity that i had to do it not only once twice three times was worth uh more than any amount of money mm -hmm. hey i say it all the time on the show one of my favorite quotes from uh the hit tv show cobra kai man who works for passion is far richer than man who works for money hey there you go when you find a passion you found a life you found a reason to get up every day and i hey, think that that's I what you find with your with your podcast and i want to commend you too on being consistent and uh, putting yourself out there and not being afraid to ask for what you want, man. It definitely nope. pays off. So can keep keep doing what you're doing. I always say the worst they can do is say no. You know, that's it. That's it. And sometimes no doesn't mean no. It just means not right now. Not right now. Not yeah. right now. We're on the same page. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I wanted to ask about because I knew you were going to say I knew I know you personally. I knew you were going to at least have the heart to say I would definitely donate it or I would definitely do some donations. You know, you're not the type that. Oh, yeah, it's all going to me. Like, yeah, I'm just going to – I'd buy a nice, like, SUV or I'd buy, like, this or something. You'd be – the first answer out of your mouth was donations, you know? Um, Absolutely. I mean, I I was raised with a grandmother who went to church, and she probably gave more than she received. And I know now that I'm able to uh, kind of carry on her legacy. It's super important that I give back because I don't want to enjoy all the blessings and fruits by, by myself because there's an abundance. There's enough for all of us to enjoy mm -hmm. these things that the universe and God's created for us. Absolutely. I also wanted to ask it because I've been thinking, have you ever thought of creating like a nonprofit from your message? Kindness is free. Or well, yeah, I do have I, I do have a, a oh, nonprofit. It is kindness is free. Uh, it's based here in Ruskin, Florida. And, you know, what we do is we want to bring kids in for basketball clinics, which I'm getting ready to start setting up for the next couple of months. I'll have three to four around here. And, you know, whatever donations that we do get, they do lead to opportunities for kids to attend the camps. Uh, for free, as well as get some of the nice merchandise that I have uh, behind me that I have at those uh, basketball clinics. So, yeah, my wife and I, we are actually in the process of getting the, the website up and everything really running on it here in the next uh, week or so. So I'm glad you asked that question. This kindness is free. Brilliant. That is, yep, that's it. Brilliant. So you've got a nonprofit, you've got a basketball camp, you know, you're a motivational speaker. What other what are some of your other favorite ways that you spread kindness? Well, I, I don't know if you knew this, Nick, but I just uh, about two and a half, well, actually about a month ago, I just finished filming a movie. I had a Ooh. role. Yeah, I had a role as an actor in an upcoming movie called Sweetwater. And Nick, the story of Sweetwater, Sweetwater, his name is Nate Sweetwater Clifton. He is the first African-American to sign a NBA contract. So he was the Jackie Robinson of the NBA. And he just so happened to be a Harlem Globetrotter. And so and so uh, I had a chance to play the role of uh, Louis Bay Presley, one of the original Globetrotters. The, uh, the movie is actually based back in the 40s and 50s. And it was it's a Clint Eastwood production. Um, our actual uh, director and producer, Martin uh, Gigi, he, you know, gave us this opportunity. And 
when I talked to you about opportunities that come from kindness, it was one of my former teammates. He actually got the role about eight years ago and it took eight years for the show to actually get the green light. And once it got green lit, he, he thought of me. He thought that, you know, what what actual globe charter could I bring into this project to make sure that we get the best out of you know this opportunity? And he brought me in. And so that's an example of kindness. So I had an opportunity to play uh, the role of Bay Presley. Uh, it was six weeks of filming. We filmed a couple of weeks at uh, Warner Brothers Studio uh, there in Burbank. We've uh, filmed about a week and a half on um, Disney's Ranch, a couple of different other locations. I mean, and it was a, a blessing because I had an opportunity to, to for, you know, for that amount of time, six weeks, not only represent myself and show these people in Hollywood that we can act as globetrotters, because that's what we've been doing for years. Myself, 18 years, some guys 20, even if just for a moment, I was able to show these people in Hollywood that we are talented. We know where cameras are. We know what people want. And that's what I let them know. So I'm excited for the movie to come out. I'm expecting it to come out. Uh, I think they're saying maybe mid to late February next year, hopefully. But yeah, I'm, I'm into acting uh, right now. I'm, you know, basketball clinics and my motivational speaking uh, is, is up on another level. I've had a chance to do back in April. I had four elementary schools that I went to speak to. I spoke at the University of, of Arkansas Razorbacks. They flew me in uh, to speak as well as the TED Talk and the acting. So, man, I just uh, been busy spreading my spreading my message, spreading my joy and been getting it in return as well. And most importantly, you're spreading your kindness. Spreading my kindness. <laughs> kindness yes. is free. Yes. So you're helping me right now pilot what I call motivate or Monday motivization, you know, on BuddyCast. I've been looking to kind of do something with motivational messages and everything, and I'm glad we got this opportunity. I wanted to share a quick kindness story with you, if you don't mind. Yes, please um, share with me. So back when I was in uh, Boy Scouts, you know, I went to this camp. This was the first camp that I went to without my parents, but don't worry, they they assigned people to make sure that I was okay. And I remember the first night there, um, there was this guy and the best way I could describe him back then was like Hagrid-like, very big, very tall, like just looked like that is the last guy you want to get into a fight with at this camp, you know, something like that. He was blocking the trash can the first night at dinner. So I kind of like tugged on his, uh, tugged on his shirt and went, excuse me. And he went, he came down to my level and he's like, yes, sir. And I, don't, I still don't know why to this day that made me like that made me jump a little. And I'm like, I, I said, excuse me. And he's like, Oh, sorry. So later that night, we, um, we we're at our campfire and guess who, and the scouts next to us come and join us. There was just like three of them, you know, three of them and two parents. Guess yeah. who was the scout master? The big guy. Yep. Guess who <laughs> came to sit right next to me to address the elephant in the room? The big guy. Yep. So I apologize to him. I'm like, I don't know why I jumped. I'm very sorry. I was just like taken back. He's like, no, no, I, I have that effect on people, you know? And we kind of realized through our differences, me being a little person, him being, you know, him being giant, we're, we're, we have so much in common, you know, people, people were scared of him. People laughed at me, you know, uh, when really we just wanted to fit in like everyone else. We just wanted to be like everyone else. We didn't want to be, seeing for our differences. So that led to an instant friendship. You know, we came up with nicknames. I was a little man. He was big fella. But here's where the kindness comes in. So 
the last or the second to last day of camp, I was having trouble tying a knot on the end of like of a walking stick or something. So I asked him if he could help and he like he hung his head and he's like, I'm sorry, little man, I, I struggle with knots too. And I'm like, no worries, no worries. So the final day of camp, I'm making the final purchases at the camp store. Right in front of me, here's a book on how to tie knots. I don't think twice. I don't second guess myself. Boom. I go for it. And uh, I gave it to him. He gave me the biggest bear hug in the world. It was amazing. Someone saw that and reported it to the counselors. So that night, they had this award ceremony. They had like the final campfire where all the scouts do their presentations and whatnot, like their like campfire songs and skits. And they said, tomorrow, you all will get these badges. Scoutmasters will have a golden embroidery. Uh, scouts will have black. One scout, however, has earned his tonight. And I'm like, those look like pretty cool badges. <laughs> Lo and behold, they call up Big Fella. They say, I'd like Danny to come up to the stage, if you don't mind. Everything in me just like froze, like just my heart sank. And they told the story, they told the entire story and they called me up. So that is truly a message. The message there is, you know, always be open to people, always be, because it's this differences that can actually make you the same, you know, it's the difference. It's just that kindness, just being kind to one another that you realize you have so much in common. Absolutely. Thank thank you for sharing that, Nick. I mean, it. it's, that's exactly what it's all about. You know, me having played with the Globe Charters. You know, I had a chance to play with some of the tallest people in the world to some of the, you know, smallest people uh, in the mm -hmm. world with the Globe Charters. And I always found myself like, in the middle where you probably, you know, assume that you would like to be. And I've always accepted people for their differences. And, you know, when you sharing that story, it makes me realize how important it is to recognize people, uh, you know, for for being special or being different or whatever. And let them have an opportunity to share, you know, how much they would love to, you know, fit in and how much. They do enjoy being around and, you know, fitting in. And one of the things that I actually do, and I mentioned the four schools that I went to back in April, and I have several more, many more coming up uh, throughout the year. Uh, I came up with these these plaques uh, and this is a kindness is free award. And, and all the schools that I went to back in April, the University of Arkansas, I presented a student that was nominated from the university or the school uh, with one of these awards at the, each of uh, one of my assemblies. And the thing that that happened with that, you know, at the elementary schools, what we would do is uh, we would recognize as far as like honorable mention, a kid from each grade. And we would bring them up and recognize them for, you know, being kind. And at the end, we would bring up the one kid who won for the entire uh, school. And what happened from this is the teachers and the principals are already saying, hey, you have to come back because now the kids want to be kinder. They want to see what they have to do and want to work toward actually receiving that award. And so I kind of changed the mentality of the school. And I'll tell you another story. One of the schools that I went to was my nephew's school. And they were, you know, kind of reluctant to have me come. It was towards the tail end of uh, COVID and it was California, but had the best time at that school. And I ended up staying a little bit longer than I typically would stay at a school. I ended up, you know, staying and having lunch with them, uh, taking even extra photos after lunch and things like that. And by the time we were getting ready to leave after setting up, there was like 45 minutes of school left. And the teacher, she runs up as we walk down. She's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. No discipline today. There has been no discipline today. This has never happened. Pray to God, only 45 minutes left. And it just gave me goosebumps because it made me realize 
that my message landed, you know, for an entire day. She as she's long as she's been a principal, she had never had a day of school where there was no discipline. And so just imagine, wow. you know, how that made me feel and what I decided to do after that school. After I recognized the kid, you know, who was the kid who won the award. And one thing about the award, I wanted to make sure that it had nothing to do with athletic ability or even smarts. It had to do with just being, you know, a good human being, just being a good human being. And so what I did moving forward with the award, I recognized the whole school. So I'll give one plaque to the entire school for them to put inside of their, you know, trophy case and let them see every day that they have something that they won and then they get the work uh, toward again for next year. So recognizing people and being able to share moments like that is what it's all about. And somebody made a difference in the big man's life and they made a difference in your life. And now yes. you're doing what you're doing because of that. And you're encouraging other people to you know, get to know people regardless exactly. of their differences, what they look like, uh, what their color. And that's what it's all about, man. You got it. Mm -hmm. A buddy is a buddy, no matter what, my friend, you know, a buddy is a buddy, no matter how big you are, how small you are, no matter what. And it's all about just being a kind buddy because that's what opens the doors. It's all about just being kind, wanting to hear stories, wanting to learn about one another, you know, having those open conversations, being willing to, you know, observe the information and be compassionate too. You know, yeah. I think it's C.S. Lewis that says it best. Friendship is born when one friend says to another, you too? Yeah, <laughs> I like mm -hmm. that one. Yes. So you mentioned, you know, these awards. You mentioned, you know, you heard me mention about my, one of my buddies. What about you? Have you made, is there any buddies that you've made through your time as a motivational speaker, through your time as a globetrotter that really stand out to you, that really left an impact on your heart, that really just... You know, like you'll never forget this person. Yeah, I mean, I have a lot of people like that, to be honest with you, because I had a chance to have so many amazing teammates throughout my, uh, you know, Globetrotter career. But, you know, if I name a couple of them, I have a friend, Keyron Shine, who I played with for over a decade, Elmer Martin, uh, who also was early on and integral in, you know, my, my Globetrotter career and, and for it have an opportunity to last as long as it did. But just this weekend, I'm glad you asked that. The guy, uh, that you at least expect his name was was um, Adam Rutman and is Adam Rutman. He was a mascot uh, for the Globetrotters. I think he was only with us for probably six months. And with that six months, we're still friends. This was probably back in 2004, I think. And it turned into almost 20 years of friendship. He's a consistent person. He's your, not the person that you would expect uh, to be the most consistent person. But every single, you know, years of our friendship, he's always checking on you. He was just at my house over the 4th of July. We uh, we fished, we popped fireworks, we karaoke. He bought all of his DJ equipment. And, you know, that's that's what it's all about. He He's a person that stands out because he's a person that you, when you look at him, you'd be like, no, not that guy. He's not the guy who's the most consistent guy uh, mm -hmm. as far as, you know, throughout Herb's Globetrotter career. But, you know, that's who he is. He, he, he valued that time that he had on the road with us. And he always tried to make sure that he's available, not only for me, but other guys that he met as well, because he's all about, you know, connection. And that's what I'm all about as well. And I enjoy consistency. Brilliant. And it's, like you mentioned it too, it's all about how each role on the team plays a significant part, whether you're the manager, the star player, the mascot, even if you're just the water boy, you know? Yes. Yes. Every it role, is important. Every role, Every is, role important. is important. Everyone plays a significant part, no matter what. So I got to ask, you know, we talked a little bit off camera. 
So what's happened? What's been going on with your life since the last time we chatted, buddy? Oh man, a lot, lot's been going on. I mean, life has been going on. It's been great. Uh, I got married. Hey, congrats. <laughs> That's right. Thank you. My wife and I, we got married on February 22nd, 2022 up in Tahoe at Palisades uh, Resort. And it was a beautiful, beautiful ceremony. I got snowed upon. Uh, all the blessings of the universe came down upon us. But we decided to take a take a leap of faith. We, did, we had a date. We didn't actually have a date. We got engaged on um, the building of our home on HGTV's 100 Day Dream Home. Uh, mm. back in you know 2021 and we never really set a date for our wedding and we actually went up to um to Tahoe for my wife's uh birthday and we started to see these signs on the elevators for weddings two 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 and pretty much that night we decided within a month that we were going to go up there or actually within three weeks and, and get married and it no regrets things are going great uh we're continuing to dream together build together and spread kindness together so Thank you for asking that. That's uh, that's, one of the most important things that's been going on. I love it when you, I love it when I hear stories about people finding their best buddies and marrying them. You know, because that's exactly what I'm doing. I there found my Congra best buddy. Yeah. Thank you. Thank Congratulations you. Congratulations to you. Coming up in September, right? Yep. September of next year, not this year, but next oh, year. Okay, September of next year. Right on. Yeah. If it was September of this year, you'd see a lot more silver up here. <laughs> Yeah. Don't speak that into existence. <laughs> uh, see, it would be the same for her, you know. To you, but we're we're glad it's a year out because we get it gives us more time to enjoy the process, to enjoy being yeah. in each other's company. And oh, yeah, it go. was everything went perfect, you know. I met her, or we went over to her house. I talked to her parents beforehand and said, "This is going to be my early Christmas gift to Jess, and my Christmas gift to you will be a new family member if you're willing to accept me." And both of her parents were absolutely so awesome, we, uh, yeah we had a nice uh, family dinner and then at the end i made a little toast thanked everybody for just who they were like her parents for accepting me her grandparents for taking me in you know because i only have one grandparent left you know and um they really embraced me as one of their own from the get-go like i met jess right after i lost one of my grandmothers to leukemia and her grandmother has filled that void instantly. You know, she can never fully void, you know, yeah. but she's done everything in her power to fill it and has treated you got, me just like her You own. got yourself a new buddy, Ma. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> a new buddy, Ma. A new granddaddy. Yeah. yeah. There you go, granddaddy. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but I thanked them all around and then I finally got to Jess and said, finally to Jess, you know, none of this would be possible without you without meeting you. So the best way I can show my appreciation is by giving you an early Christmas gift. You'll have to ask her about her version of the story. What was going through her head? <laughs> I, will, then, I will. I <laughs> will. Yeah. So then I just got down on one knee and said, last year I gave you a promise ring asking you to promise this year. I want to give you the real deal. Will you marry me? So she was awesome, super happy. Man. Awesome. Congratulations to the both of you. Thank and you. And to your families. Thank you. I wanted to conclude with three questions for you. Okay. The first one is, um, do you have any more motivational messages you'd like to share with our buddies today? Oh, man. Motivational messages. Uh, what did I send out to most of my people today? Uh, pretty much I send morning messages out to a small group of my friends and family. I just know it's pretty different each and every day. And I just encourage people to not waste days. Uh, you can't get days back. People are 
uh, passing away each and every day. I actually lost a lady that was dear to me on 7-7 uh, this year, just uh, about a week ago, which is my daughter's 15th birthday. And she was a lady from my hometown who really, really believed in me. She always uh, pushed me. She was not the lady you would expect. She was a small uh, little white lady by the time she passed away. But she remembered me from the time of playing football. And we would have these uh, conversations on Facebook. And she would always tell me, keep going, keep going. So I just want to encourage people to continue to keep going and, and get the best out of life. Your life may not look exactly what your parents or your grandparents uh, may have visions to be, but it's your life. So you get to search and live the best life that's for you. And I hope that that life involves being kind to people. And if it is, I guarantee you, you'll get the most out of this life. So just just keep going and and don't judge people because they don't look like you or they don't look like you think that they're supposed to look. So that's my message. That's one of my messages. Thank you. And I have a message for you today. Give it to me. It's my message. Go be someone's buddy. Absolutely. Yep. So I want to know, and my buddy Jones Kane from Hashtag Positivity wants to know, in your own words, what does it mean to be someone's buddy? Oh, what it means to be someone's buddy. Well, to be someone's buddy, it means being open and authentic. It also means being honest, you know, not not telling a, a friend or buddy what they want to hear, tell them what they need to hear. And that, that's not always pretty. You know, I say kindness is free, but kindness is also fun, but it's also truth. Mm-hmm. Kindness is telling the truth. And that's what being a buddy is all about. So. If, if you got something on your chest that's been festering, um, you know, it's OK. If you got if you if you're a real buddy, you can let them know, because the only way that you get these things off and open up to receive other things, if you, you're able to express yourself. Brilliant, brilliant. And you're right. It's all about honesty. I'd rather be a real buddy that, you know, can tell you, hey, here's what's going on rather than be a fake one. It's OK, and, you know. And, and Nick, I've recently had a friend that I had to tell the truth to and he stopped talking to me for a month. But I knew that I had to give him the truth. And he reached out to me the other day and we're talking again now, just like before. He had to take yeah. a break. But part of being that buddy was telling him something that he didn't necessarily want to hear or agree with. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because you never know. You might be seeing something they're not and you might just open their eyes and be like, oh, my gosh, you're right. You know, right. So. The final question I have for you today, buddy, is what we call the ultimate buddy cast buddy question, which is to anyone who wants to be a motivational speaker and wants to create a message just like yours. What is your advice to them today? Well, I first of all, I would say find a purpose, you know, find your purpose and you can't make that purpose about yourself. Uh, Once you find that purpose, you have to remain consistent, you know, in that purpose and whatever intentions that you have. Uh, behind that purpose. And I realized to give you an example for me, my purpose is to spread kindness around the world. Uh, It was taught to me at a young age by my grandparents who took me uh, to New York when I was four years old, who took me to a bunch of revival churches, uh, tent churches, uh, just getting good messages and then leading on to the Globetrotters and traveling the world. So I would say just find your purpose, remain consistent. You can't be one thing one day and then something else the other day because people aren't going to believe in you. So you have to find your purpose uh, do it with love, do it with joy, have intent and and speak what you speak your truth, you know, speak your truth and realize how you can affect other people and realize that it's not about you at the end of the day. It's about the legacy that you're leave, able to leave behind and the world uh, being better than you left it when you came in. So for anybody that's looking to be a motivational speaker, find your purpose, uh, gather some confidence, do research, study, uh, study your motivational speakers. Every morning when I'm walking, I'm listening to 
you know, Jim Rohn. I'm listening to Les Brown. I'm listening to Steve Harvey. I'm listening to Will Smith. I'm listening to Oprah Winfrey. I'm taking knowledge in. I'm listening to the way that they deliver their messages. I'm listening to the way that they tell their stories. And I'm thinking, man, I've got some pretty amazing stories, too, that I get to tell the same way that Oprah did, the same way that Steve Harvey did, the same way Obama did. So you have to realize that these people that you admire and look at on television, on the radio, even if you look at someone like me, we're human and we had dreams just like you do. Obama had a grandmother and a mother who raised him in Hawaii, et cetera. And Oprah had grandmothers and parents who bought her from Mississippi. So if they can do it, I can do it. And if I can do it, you can do it. Absolutely. I got to ask one more question just because, you know, just for all my buddies out there who are inspiring to be a, a great basketball player like you, even a globetrotter one day, what advice do you got for them? Hey, work hard at it. Work hard. It doesn't matter your size. We've got, if you go to the Globetrotter website right now, and they've got uh, small people on, on the Globetrotter team, and I enjoy them. They are absolutely phenomenal. The fan, fan favorites, you know, accept who you are, accept, embrace it, and be proud of it. Because as far as I know, you know, this is who you get to be while you're here. So, I mean, just go out and, and, and work hard and realize that anything is possible. You know, myself, I'm still you know, my basketball playing days, I guess, as far as a globe charter may be over with, but I still go and play basketball and I enjoy it now just as much as I did when I was getting paid for it. Brilliant. Love it. Well, buddy, thank you so much for spreading kindness here on BuddyCast. Thanks for helping us pilot our motivational our motivational segment here. We've got a buddy who um, who's saying they love this too, so... Thank you. Well, 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 you're not going to get off that fast, buddy, because I have something for you today. You know, what's up? You, this is the second time you bought me on this show. And I've told you as far as some of the things I've been doing when I go to elementary schools and when I go to, you know, universities, I recognize people who are kind. So uh, this award that you see back here, kindness is free, will be signed by me. I'm going to send it to you. So today I am recognizing you and honoring you with this kindness is free award. This right uh, here is a barcode. There's a barcode here. There'll be a special message on there for you when you get it, you scan it. And anybody who scans this barcode will see this message that I sent to you, recognizing you for being a great human being that you are and that you continue to be. This is, I think my, my sixth, uh, I think this is the sixth one that I've handed out and I couldn't think of a better person uh, to give it to than my buddy, Nick. So Nick, I wanna recognize you and honor you with this kindness is free award. And is there anything you want to say in receiving this award? We're live on your Facebook. So um, I am going to need your address and mailing address. Yep. We'll talk uh, off air. We'll talk yes, off air. And uh, you know, anybody that wants me to come to their school or business, uh, we have kindness is free awards. We have merchandise, t-shirts, things. Go give me a, a follow uh, on Instagram or Twitter at DA Trotter for, but yeah, mm -hmm. Nick, this is about you, man. I need you to let me know. You know, how you feel? This is what I let the, the kids at school when they get the award. Is there anything you want to say upon I'm honored receiving this and, award? I'm honored and truly thankful. You know, I thank, I, A, I can't thank you enough right now. This was a total surprise. And B, I couldn't do all that I do today without buddies like you in my corner, you know, without buddies like you being on the, not only being on the show, but just, keeping connection afterwards, keeping up the friendship. You know, it wasn't just a one and done episode. Like, Hey, thanks for having me. Have a nice life. It was, right, right. Hey, I got a new buddy. Let's see, you know, let's chat. You want me on the show again? By all means, you know, yeah, so let I, me know. <laughs> I can never, I can never do what I do in life 
without my buddies by my side. Not just in my corner, but by my side. So thank you, buddy, for right being on, my man. buddy. Right on. Congratulations. And congratulations yes. on your show and continued success. Thank you so much. And thank you for the kindness award. You are, I want to nominate you back. Make sure you save yourself an award, you know? You the <laughs> well, there's more, there's more where this came from. This company signed that I'm working with here. We're working together and we're spreading kindness. They're providing me with these awards and we're, you know, making dreams happen and making a difference. Love it. Love it. Yep. So thank you so much. And again, thank you for being a buddy on Bitecast. Um, I don't have one on me, but I can't remember if I sent you one. I'm going to give you something in return. Um, let's see if my fiance can find one real quick. We have these wristbands that say, go be someone's buddy on there. That's a daily reminder to someone that, um, give us one second. I think we found oh, one. Well. Yes, we did. Sorry about that. Thank That's you. okay. That's I'll, 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 uh, I'll, I'll show a couple of my books while we're waiting. Yeah, Hard here we go. We got one. Oh, there we go. Go be, oh, yeah, go I need be someone's buddy. It's a daily reminder. It's got our logo on it, but it's a daily reminder because if you wear this on your wrist, you know, you'll always remember. All you have to do is look at your wrist and remember, even on your bad days, even on a days that you don't feel so buddy-like, you know, just look down on your wrist. You'll see the words, go be someone's buddy, and you'll know that somebody needs it. You know, like, have you seen Home Alone 2? The one where uh, he gets lost in New York? I'm sure I've seen it, but I don't really remember it. Yeah. It's been so a there's long a, time. There's a scene in the movie where an, where the uh, owner of the toy store gives him these two turtle doves. And he says, you gotta, you'll got you keep one, and you'll give one to a buddy. You know, to someone special. As long as, you'll, as long as you both have these turtle doves, you'll be friends forever. Right. So... That's my message with these wristbands, which you will be receiving as well. Saying as long as you have a buddy cast wristband, you'll be a buddy forever. Well, I appreciate that, man. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, buddy. For all my buddies out there, this is my buddy, Herb, Flight Time Lang. Please check out his work. He's a great friend, a great Harlem Globetrotter, a great motivational speaker, and most of all, a great buddy. I'm your host, Nick Sorensen. We'll catch you all next time here on everybody's favorite show, BuddyCast. Well, the days are going fast, buddy, buddy, we've got to make them last. Buddy, buddy, before they've all gone past, buddy, buddy, tune in to BuddyCast. Don't be lonely, make it, buddy, here on BuddyCast.